Welcome to Tell Me What to Google. I'm Michael Kent, and this is a podcast where listeners tell me something they recently learned from the internet that they think I should learn about. It's a podcast without a category because you tell me what we're going to talk about. A quick programming note for this week. I'm recording this over the Thanksgiving holiday here in America, and I wanted to express that I'm thankful for you. I'm glad that you take the time every week to listen to this podcast. I also wanted to let you know, this week I decided not to invite a friend on the show for the Quiz of Friends segment. I figured we'd let my friends be with their families this weekend. And finally, fair warning, this week's episode has some French words in it, and I'm horrible at French pun- pronunciation. I can't even pronounce pronunciation. Uh, I'm horrible at French. Pr- oh, I can't say French words. Never studied French. Uh, I'm just going to take a shot at it. So my apologies in advance. Let's get to it. Today's topic comes from Matthew, and I have no idea what he's talking about. Hey, Michael, this is Matthew from Raleigh, North Carolina. I recently learned about a man they call the Black Swallow of Death. It's an incredible story, and you should look into it. Thanks. Well, thanks for that, Matthew. Since I've never heard what he's talking about, what he's calling the Black Swallow of Death, it's time for a quick search. Eugene Bullard. It's probably Bullard because this is uh, this is French. Get this. Eugene Bullard ran away from home as a child, stowed away to another country, fought and survived in both world wars, and is considered the first black fighter pilot. Incredible. Eugene Bullard was born in Columbus, Georgia in 1895. His father was a free black man and his mother was an indigenous woman from the Creek tribe. Together they had 10 children. Eugene's father had come to America from the Caribbean and avoided slavery by living with the Native Americans. The Creek tribe took them in and kept them safe from the ravages of slavery and civil war in America. But as the seventh child out of 10, Eugene wasn't happy. He ran away from home several times, and the most recent time he had been found by his father who brought him home and beat him. But something else happened around that time that made an impact on the young boy. His father had been attacked and hit a white man in self-defense. In retaliation, he was severely beaten and almost lynched by a group of drunken white men in Georgia. At 1906, at the age of 11, Eugene decided he wasn't safe in his current situation. He ran away for good. For the next six years, Ballard wandered the American South, searching for freedom and happiness that he imagined was out there for him. And in 1912, he found it in the form of a German freighter. He stowed away on the ship bound for Hamburg, Germany, and traveled throughout Europe. From Germany to Scotland, he made his way to London. He earned money as a comedy performer in an all-black entertainment troupe and as a boxer and one of those boxing matches brought him to France, and he loved Paris. Bullard's father had come from the French colony of Martinique and spoke French in his childhood home. In fact, his father's family lived in Martinique after escaping slavery in nearby Haiti. Both were French colonies at the time, so the French language didn't sound foreign to Bullard, nor did their way of accepting people with different skin color. He had been told that a black man and a white man could succeed just the same in France, and was once quoted as saying, It seemed to me that French democracy influenced the minds of both black and white Americans there, 
and helped us all act like brothers. World War I had begun in the summer of 1914, and Boulard decided to sign up with the French Foreign Legion. This was a group of Americans living in France who fought for France in the war. And with that group, he fought in some of the war's most historic and deadly battles. With the casualty figures as high as they were in those groups, it was miraculous that Boulard survived through them. As his French Foreign Legion regiment was decimated, he was allowed to join the French Army in the 170th Infantry Regiment. Soldiers in the 170th were known as the Swallows of Death. Their symbol depicted this swallow on the patch and on their logo, and he was the only black member of the regiment, so he soon became known as the Black Swallow of Death. The 170th Infantry was an elite unit, but Boulard soon saw death all around him in the Battle of Verdun. In that 10-month battle, the French suffered 850,000 casualties. Eugene Boulard came out of the battle badly wounded. He had lost all his teeth and survived a hole in his thigh from shrapnel. He was awarded both the Croix de Guerre, or Cross of War, and the Medal Militaire in June 1916. Though his days of foot soldiering were over, he hadn't yet embarked on the part of his life that would make him famous. We'll get to that in just a minute, but first, I am super excited to announce that this podcast has partnered with a new company, Scotty Vest. I'm excited to be partnered with this company because it's a product that I've used and loved for years. Scotty Vest makes gear that looks great and is packed with pockets. And as much as I travel, that's always been a huge perk. But even on years like this one where I don't travel as much, my Scotty Vest fleece is just as useful because I'm always carrying so much stuff with me. My wallet, my phones, my keys, my mask, and there's a pocket for everything. Not only that, they now have an awesome new face mask that allows you to even use a straw while wearing it. Go to scottyvest.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-E-V-E-S-T.com and use my promo code, tell me, all one word, for 15% off your order. That's scottyvest.com and enter promo code, tell me. So many parents are being tasked right now with not only your career and regular parenting duties, but now with trying to help your kids learn. And it's so important that your kids continue hands-on learning from home. Check out Thimble.io. This is an awesome monthly subscription service for middle and high school students that teaches real-world stuff like robotics, coding, and engineering through quarterly STEM kits and online classes. So you and your kids can stay at home, but still have a virtual engineering lab at home, teaching your kids everything from robotics to weather stations to drones from top professionals who've worked with companies like SpaceX, Microsoft, and Apple. Subscribe now and cancel at any time. Go to thimble.io and use my code TELLME, all one word, to get 15% off any subscription. That's thimble.io and use the promo code TELLME. Like jokes? How about stories? What about magic tricks? If you said yes to any of those, you'll love my weekly live stream show, Joke Story Trick Live. Every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, we gather to tell listener jokes, do magic, even learn magic 
and bring on a special guest to tell a story. We've had everyone from a sitting U.S. congressman to television stars to WWE wrestlers. It's always a great time, and it's a free show. Just go to jokestorytrick.com to watch past episodes or tune in every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's jokestorytrick.com. I hope to see you there. I don't know about you, but this time of year, as it starts to get colder, we love burning candles around the house. Okay, who am I kidding? It's all year round. And our favorite candles are made by Daniel Joseph. They're 100% all-natural soy with braided cotton wicks and fragranced oils. And not only are they handmade in Evanston, Illinois, they're made from all American materials. Because they're made with soy instead of crude oil paraffin wax, they burn clean with no soot and they burn longer. We love the cashmere vanilla, but brown sugar and fig is great too, and you'll just have to go see for yourself. Go to DanielJosephCandles.com. It's DanielJosephCandles.com. While recovering from his wounds from the ground war, Eugene Boulard was having drinks with an American friend in Paris who bet him $2,000 that he couldn't enlist in the French flying service. Boulard took the wager to heart, trained for seven months to become an aircraft gunner in the French Air Force's Lafayette Flying Corps. This was a volunteer air force in France made up of all Americans. It didn't take long for him to work his way forward to the cockpit, and in 1917, Boulard earned his wings in the Aeronautique Militaire in a unit called the Escadrille 85. He was now the world's first black fighter pilot. Boulard never claimed to be a great pilot. He had trouble mastering the difficult-to-fly Caudron G4, which was a twin-engine fighter. Despite that, it's said that he scored two aerial victories shooting down a Fokker triplane and a Falls D3. He and his monkey Jimmy, yes, he had a pet rhesus monkey named Jimmy, who often accompanied him in the airplane, flew over 20 combat missions and remained only one of two black fighter pilots in World War I. Around this time, America was entering World War I. Many of the Lafayette Flying Corps pilots, remember these were Americans, were leaving the unit to fly with the American military. And while his American flying friends were leaving to do this, Boulard was not accepted. The American military wouldn't agree to have a black pilot. Eventually, Boulard found himself back on the ground fighting the grueling battles with the 170th Infantry again until the end of the war. By the end of World War I, he was one of the most decorated soldiers in France. This story sounds like something from a movie, but it's not over. After the war, Eugene worked as a jazz drummer in the 1920s and 30s. He eventually opened a jazz club of his own and called it the Escadrille, an homage to the name of his French air squadron. He became very well known in France and rubbed elbows with celebrities like F. Scott Fitzgerald, Ernest Hemingway, Josephine Baker, Charlie Chaplin, Langston Hughes. Near the end of the 1930s, the world was spinning into war again, and Boulard was there for it. In the beginning of World War II, he worked with the French military in their espionage division. There was a faction of French citizens that supported the Nazis. Boulard embedded himself within them to report their clandestine activities back to France. Later in World War II, he fought as a machine gunner in the 51st Infantry and was severely wounded by an artillery shell. 
France was being invaded by Germany and he feared being captured by the Nazis, so he escaped through Spain and made his way back to America. The America that Boulard returned to in the late 1940s wasn't much different than the one he left as a boy. He had found work doing odd jobs, but he had trouble succeeding in a world that only saw his skin color. He worked with New York civil rights leaders to take up the cause of fighting for the rights of African Americans, but became disheartened to the cause when he was beaten by police. He and his friends had become the target of a racist attack at a concert. In 1954, this war hero, who was unknown to Americans, who at the time was being forced to sit in the back of the bus in New York, was personally invited back to France by French President Charles de Gaulle himself to be given the honor of lighting the flame on the tomb of the unknown soldier under the Arc de Triomphe. A few years later, he was officially made a Chevalier de Légion d'Honneur for his service in two world wars. I know I butchered the pronunciation of this, so I'm going to say it like an American. Chevalier de Légion d'Honneur. But the point is, despite all of this, despite 15 military decorations as an American fighting in France, he had still never been recognized by the United States for any of these amazing achievements. Eugene Boulard, an American war hero who was largely unknown to Americans, died in 1961. He was laid to rest with full French honors in the Federation of French War Veterans Cemetery in New York. He had a special request. He was buried in the uniform of a French foreign legionnaire. In 1994, 33 years after his death and almost 100 years after his birth, he was finally given his due recognition in the United States. President Clinton posthumously commissioned Eugene Boulard, the Black Swallow of Death, as a second lieutenant in the United States Air Force. You can see a statue of Eugene in Robbins Air Base in Georgia. Or if you want to learn more, there's a fantastic book by Tom Clavin and Phil Keith called All Blood Runs Red. There's also a great one by Larry Greenlee called Eugene Boulard, the world's first black fighter pilot. And that is all for this week. I really enjoyed this episode. I love learning about stories I've never heard. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please help me out by leaving a review of the podcast on iTunes along with a sentence or two. Writing a few words helps a ton to allow other people to listen and to allow other people to tell me what to Google. We'll see you next week. What to Google is written and produced by me, Michael Kent. The theme song is by Reed Mathis, and additional music this week was Air Prelude from Kevin McLeod and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 license. You can listen to past episodes by searching for Tell Me What to Google wherever you get your podcasts, and you can see bonus content at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. <laughs>